Guy's working in a, a construction site. He's up on the 40th floor. It's lunchtime. He goes and he sits on the beam, opens up his lunchbox, take a, takes a sandwich out, opens it up, looks at it, and goes, ah, peanut butter, fuck. And then he, he, he takes it and he throws it down 40 stories, pulls out another sandwich, opens it up, ah, peanut butter, fuck. Throws it down, pulls up another sandwich, opens it and goes, oh, ham, oh, ham. And he eats the ham slowly and enjoys every bite. He's done. Oh, there's one more sandwich. Picks it out, pulls it out, opens it up. Ah, peanut butter, fuck. Guy on the floor above him from the beam above goes, hey, fella, you married? Guy goes, yeah, I'm married. He goes, you think your wife would know what kind of sandwich to make you? And he said, hey, you leave my wife out of this. I made those sandwiches. I love that joke. That made me, that's my humor. I don't know. I loved it. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Unqualified with your host, Anna Ferris. Are you ready? Hi, it's me, Jeff Garland. Jeffrey Todd Garland. I was born in Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> At an early age, I found a love for stand-up. Yeah. Which I then turned into a 37-year career <laughs> in the entertainment industry. Yeah. I'm a comedian. Woo. I'm a director. Uh-huh. I'm a writer. Yeah. And I'm an actor best known for my roles in the critically acclaimed shows, Curb Your Enthusiasm, oh, The yeah. Goldbergs, and my countless, really... It's in the hundred stand-up specials. You may recognize my voice from the movie Wally, uh, where I was the captain of the ship, and then uh, Toy Story three and four. I was Buttercup the Unicorn. I'm just throwing those in. People might be listening, going, "His voice sounds so familiar." <laughs> Wally's actually the thing that I'm most it's, proud of in my it's, career. It's amazing. Thank you. The first time I saw anything was at the premiere, and I cried because I couldn't believe I was in something so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, Jeffrey Todd Garland. There's my bio. Should I legally change my name to Natalie? Maybe. All right. What a nice place to live. It's really beautiful. And what it makes me do is it reinforces my faith in God because there has to be a higher power in order for light to hit trees like that. Just saying. I love that idea. Yeah. Do you have a favorite joke? I have two jokes that I love. One's really long, and then one is short and has deep meaning to me. Which one involves the sexual encounter? Oh, with the horse? Yeah. That's the long one. Right. So by saying sexual encounter, you've already blown the joke, if I was going to do it. You're the one who said the horse. Yeah. Well, the horse is introduced at the beginning of the joke. (laughs) The sexual encounter is the punchline. No one knows it's a sexual encounter until the end. (laughs) I think you're so fucking special. Thank you. You are. When we were talking at David Spade's show, you made me feel so good by saying things like that. I don't view myself as a comedian. I really wanted to feel a sense of importance. I really wanted to be taken seriously. That goes against everything I stand for. I tell my children all the time, take what you do seriously. Don't take yourself seriously. I like that. Yeah. So watching you do your stand-up, and even more specifically, actually, when you do talk shows, because talk shows fascinate me. You're running circles around them in the most amazing way. And I was talking to Cassie and Michael about this, like, even when someone's not following you as rapidly as 
they should be, mm-hmm. you never put them down. I don't, no. I, yeah. God, no. Yeah. Unless they're a noble target, unless they do something that deserves to be really put down, like something outrageously bad. Yeah. No way. I don't put anyone down. I like to think of myself as real. I aspire not to say anything mean. But that's wonderful. Yeah. That's not my brand of humor. I don't have yeah. a brand of humor, but... I prefer to sort of laugh at myself or I don't know. You know, the worst feeling that I ever get, and it rarely happens, but it says more about the person giving me the attitude than me, is when someone thinks I'm ingenuine. And that rarely happens. But when it does, it sort of like kicks my feet out from underneath me and really makes me sad. But then as I think about it, it's more about them not being able to function in that world. I think you're completely right. Because I feel like I'm an earnest person. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to articulate this, but I don't get off on making anybody feel small. Also, I don't think I have the wit to actually do that. But It doesn't take wit to make someone feel small. What does it take? It takes, uh, it's cynicism Mm. to make someone feel small. I don't like cynicism. Skepticism is pretty cool. As long as you at some point make your choice to believe or not believe in whatever you're skeptical about. But cynicism is the assumption that it's wrong and bad and you're bad and all that. But what if your strain of cynicism lumps everyone together? Like we're all kind of doomed. (laughs) Your face was hilarious and we're all kind of doomed, but I don't think we are. Yes, agree to disagree, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> yes. Will you tell me about the high of doing stand-up? The high? Yeah. I get giddy. Giddy is the word I would use. Because it's joyful and fun, for me especially, because I'm mostly making things up as I go, that, oh, this is working. This is so much fun. You mean you get out there on stage? All right, I'm, not, I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. I did three shows in the past two nights. I will say that when I walked to the stage, I had no idea what I was going to talk about. And I would say 99% of what I said I'd never said before. So and I'm comfortable you, doing that. So you're just clocking the minutia that is like, oh, this this is interesting. You're Not consciously. Have. Right, right. So Although it's, I it's, do think of things where I go, oh, that would make an interesting thing to talk about. And it's not even funny when I say that. It's like, that could be funny, and that could be interesting. Yeah. I like this room. Have I mentioned that? Well, because you believe in God now, I guess. Not because, and by the way, I don't even know what my belief in God is. I just know it's a higher power than me, way higher. And how can you not look at the bamboo, go back and forth with the light? I know, and you should hear the breeze, too. Right, it's delightful. It makes you feel like there are bigger things. I love it. By the way, the pillows here have been set up very good for posture. Oh, do you want something to wear? No. Be a little more no, I'll fall asleep. I've only recently <laughs> been a napper. Well, welcome. The oh, napping community so... welcomes you. Man, it feels good. It does. It does, but then you wake up and you're like, ah, this is all like, uh, nothing okay. feels right. A couple things. There are two ways to okay. avoid oh, that. Good. Number one. You shouldn't nap more than 20 minutes or so, half an hour. Oh, okay. That's right, key. Because right, right. then you're really just going you're off going, Yeah, right, right, right. The other one is if your body can take it, it's great to drink like an Americano or an espresso before you take a nap. You wake up better, sharper. 
That makes a lot of a sense. A lot of people drink that to avoid <laughs> sleeping. I'm one of those, and I know others that can drink coffee and then go down for a nap. And it's so refreshing. That actually makes a lot of sense. Okay, can I ask you a couple of questions? You ask me anything. Let's okay. go, sister. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, I've been hesitant to talk about sort of the PC culture on my podcast because I don't know where I fit in. I'm not an easily offended person. Right. So it feels like, well, I don't know. I have I'm some not, thoughts I'm not, I'm on not this. Gonna, I'm not going to be, I bet you do. Okay. Like, I don't need to invest my anger into like no. whatever, some fucking well, thing done. Well, the, the reason we live in that culture now is because of the internet. The internet's a magical, wonderful thing. It's not terrible, but there are terrible things out there. And one of them is everybody can spew their opinion. For example, I'm not even on Twitter because how long until I say something that numerous people, and that's what it's all about, saying things. So I'm only on Instagram. And on Instagram, the only times I get any negative feedback ever, especially with my intent is not to even do anything that might get, I mean, I'm not being lame in what my posts are, but I'm saying, really, that's how you feel? Or you're making this remark that's really mean-spirited? Guess what? I go to their page, they have no posts, and they're private. And I would say that has happened Maybe once or twice it hasn't been that. Out of, let's say, all the years I've been on Instagram, let's say 35, I've gotten 35 negative things. Maybe twice somebody was maybe even sincere about their negativity. Let's even take another step back from that. Me too, okay? Isn't it my responsibility as a human being to look at you and be respectful of you in every way possible? But also, I'm a man, and I can look at you as a sexual being because we're wired that way. But before that, I need to be, as a human being, respectful and well-mannered, thoughtful. I mean, these are things that are common sense. So I don't get me to, I get calling somebody out for not being those things. But the whole thing of me too is, is trying to include, it's like, <laughs> I just thought of this. It's like... I love it that you just cracked yourself up that well, much. No. I love that. You, you know, like when there's an actor's strike. The reason, for the most part, that the actors go on strike is there's a large group of actors that don't work. And it's a lot easier to tell your family that you're on strike than you are not getting work. So it's kind of a me too type festival. And by the way, I'm not talking about people who were physically or emotionally attacked, who were really treated horribly. But I'm looking at, I know people and people want to be included in something. I don't know. It's so, it's Maybe so it is idealistic of me to think that everyone could be, well, they could be, or should be kind, thoughtful, respectful. By the way, when the stuff started going down. Every man I know did a self-evaluation. How truthful, I don't know. I came up with, I once told an actress who I was having a meeting with 
that in one movie that I saw, and by the way, she was in her 40s, and one movie that I saw, and her ass looked great in this one scene. And she kind of liked it, but I also, this is like seven years ago. It's never left me. I Really? It's yeah, never left you? It's never left me. I feel oh. terrible about that. Oh, no, oh, really? Yeah. No, you shouldn't. Oh, God, what am I saying? Women are so much better than men. What? Oh, Come you can't compare. On. You cannot compare. What? And by the way, if you're a man, it's not if, it's when you do your next stupid thing. Well, when you're a, a woman, you can go long periods yeah. of time without doing anything stupid. You can make the right choice. I'm never going to make the right choice. Yeah. Did you see the news about that race in Savannah where the guy slapped the reporter's butt? Uh-uh. Okay. So this is in the New York Times. It's in The Guardian. So what it was, was there was a running race. There was a a lady reporter talking about the race and a guy, well, first off, the lady reporter serves no purpose because all she can say is there's a race going on and you cannot have her there and people running and you go at home, you go, oh, it's a race. I don't know. What if it's like... People are running from an alien? (laughs) But anyhow, some guy, you could see a smile hit his face as he saw her doing the news. And he ran by her and he slapped her ass. Now, that's disrespectful. It's not kind. And supposedly it hurt her. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. He was arrested. Yeah, he has charges. And the news made a big deal about it. She's been on Good Morning America, all that stuff. But here's the point. Really? And the point is, as far as him making that choice, really? But he's a man. I don't care how old he is. He's going to make a stupid, stupid decision. (laughs) That is a stupid thing to do. Now, mind you, every time I have an opportunity where I see someone doing a news reporting. You just want to slap their ass. No, I walk behind them and I start dancing and doing stuff. How often do you get... Well, by the way, I go to a lot of sporting events and I get access to the field and stuff. So I just walk behind the reporter and it'd be like an ESPN broadcast. I hear this happening. Really? Jeff Garland? Yeah, he is behind me. That is Jeff Garland. (laughs) But they should not be slapped on the ass. But I don't think they should be arrested (laughs) for slapping someone on the ass. But that person should apologize. That person should be singled out by their co-workers, peers, family members, and be told, that is bad, man. Don't do that. Do I think he deserves time in jail? No, I do not. Let's take another step, and let's say the dude works at an insurance company, and he walks around on the floor slapping women's asses all day and hard. Well, get this guy off the streets. Let's get him off the streets. But but I do, well, and... I love your voice, by the way. I'm calling Pixar. Thank you. All right, keep going. No, but it's been difficult territory for me to talk about on the podcast because I don't know my feelings about it. I like I hate it that at work, I think some people are like our crew are like afraid to like hug me like they used to. Or, or like by me. the way, okay, you're not wrong. For example, when I walked in, you gave me a hug that was wonderful. It was remarkable. weirdly long, wasn't it? No, it no, wasn't weirdly sure? long. I wanted it to be longer. <laughs> it was not a, inappropriate. It was delightful. It was saying to me, I am so happy that you came here today. It's true, though. Okay, yeah. so why, if you work with a gaffer who you love right. and loves you and you've had long conversations and he sees you, Or you see him and you greet each other so warmly and hug each other. That is what I call appropriate. Now, we know 
when a hug is inappropriate. We know when a touch is inappropriate. And at that point, I think we need to look people in the eyes and go, hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. By the way, do you think I wasn't reported for a hug before? I've never talked about this. Really? I've gone to HR for saying that my vagina hurts. What? That's a different story. That one I talk about in my stand-up special. So, so the hugging one, well, I didn't know that this person had had a history of abuse, and they're not comfortable being hugged, even though I knew them, thought the world of them was warm. I gave a hug, and they weren't comfortable with it. Right. Like, by the way, if I knew somebody, no matter how much I love hugging, no matter how warm I am, if I know somebody's uncomfortable being hugged, I Do not hug them. And I am happy not hugging them. I'm good with it because that's their boundary. Yeah. Every time I I stand up, I go, oh, my vagina. (laughs) Oh, my vagina. That's killing me today. And then I'll sometimes yell out, grandma's balls or something (laughs) stupid. Well, this is on a comedy show. I'm a comedian. It's silly, okay? And so my attitude in that situation was they need to get a different job. They need to go someplace else. Um, Now, if their grandma actually had balls and they're uncomfortable, again, uh, I might choose grandpa's vagina. I don't know to switch it up. But the point being is there's a level of common sense and respect. And then there's a level of people, I think, also calling attention to things. You know, there's a thing that's running rampant on for production companies like Sony and Paramount and all these places. Do you know what it is? No. People will be offended and and then look for a payoff. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it happens. And they automatically pay them. Are you looking for something right now here? Right now, I'm, all I'm looking is for your <laughs> affection and kindness and that you're happy you chose me to be on your show. Okay, thank you. Yeah. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. No, 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 you really are wonderful. Thanks. You're, as they say in Sweden, a gift. I don't know if they say that in Sweden, but the point is you're, a, you're a, just a delight. Thank you. Yep. Okay, wait. Uh, Did your divorce take a long time? Oh, yeah. I've gone through two of them. You've been divorced twice? Yeah. Shut yeah. your grandma's balls. I would love to. Really? Well, they're both dead. But she did make, oh my gosh, she made the most amazing Oh, your grandma's. Christmas I thought your ex-husband's. Snowballs. Wait a second. Step by Every step back. year. Were you married at like 20? <laughs> Were you married um, really young? 27, uh-huh. number one. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's not right. Is that right? Yeah, 27. And then uh, 32, second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I know. And are you dating now? Yeah. Oh, is that your boyfriend? Yeah. Really? We live here together. Do you? <laughs> really? Oh, how about that? Okay, very I'm nice. Sorry, was that weird? No. But uh, no, not weird. Like, Hello. Like, this, like, okay. this one over here. He actually he, planted by the all way, that bamboo. By the way, you ready for this? What? <laughs> very handsome. Thank you. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I yeah, think so too. very handsome. Yeah, and I can too. tell he's sweet. He's he's a great guy. Yeah. So there you go. Look at you two. <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right. I know, you know, right. you were married for 25 years. 25, over 25 years, yes. And it's do you want to talk time. about that or no? I'll talk about anything. I've, really? By the way, I have nothing bad to say about her. I love her. So, I just don't want to be married to her anymore. Was that? Yeah. Like, was that <laughs> it sounds mean, but no. it is true. It's yeah. like, oh, this is not right for me, you know. But do you think that being like, yes, these are all of the things we always talk about, like being on the road or being in the I don't the work industry. the road that much. I used to be on the road. I, was, I used to be on the road a lot because it's the only way I was earning money. So you didn't enjoy it? Being on the road? Yeah. Oh, God, no. I'd rather be with my family. The only time that's joyous on the road is when you're on stage. Oh, that's right. So you, you have to fill yeah. 23 other hours. Right. I have a friend. He's, he's a rock star. We were both explaining one night at dinner to our wives that the road is not this fun place. I mean, maybe if you go to New York, there's wonderful things to do. But in general, you're just waiting for the show. That's it. I mean, do you think I got married and or had children to not spend time with them? No, I want to. I do now. That's nice. I even spend time with my ex. That's nice. Yeah. How did you guys meet? We met on a movie. What do you do? He's a cinematographer. Are you really? Very cool. Very cool. Did you see the new Leica camera? That's the, uh, how cool is that? Yeah, okay. God, that was not insincere. No. But I forgot that I love love you love cameras. Yeah, I I do photography. By the way, I have never worked in a situation where I have not hit it off with my DP and love my DP. Director of photography, for those of you listening. It happened to me once. Yeah. But literally, it happened for you. Okay. But I want to ask you more about Did you fall in love with what you saw in the camera or what was walking around outside of the camera? Because now it's obvious both. He might disagree with this, but I think he was... Initially, he was like, oh, yeah, she's kind of a typical, like, fussy actress. Like, one time I asked him, I was like, hey, so how is everything going? Like, what can what can we do? What can I do to make everything... To make sure everything's, like, going smoothly? And he said, well, you could get to set, like, on time. <laughs> and I was like, that's He's when right. I was like... He's right. I love him. Oh, see, that's good. I like you. You're good. So when I talked about the light before, uh-huh. I'm talking to someone who knows their light. So wait, what about you? Are you going to get back on that horse? I believe in monogamy. I believe in being in a relationship. And I have no idea. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm kind of inept. I'm dating. I have one tonight. Wait. What I usually like to... I, I, can I, I'm going to talk about this because, because we're about to... No, because this, this was a big one to me. So I ran into somebody... An old friend. She's not old, but anyhow, she was the girlfriend of a friend of mine years ago. And we ran into each other and we made plans to go out. I knew it was kind of a date because she's divorced, you know. And then I thought, you know, we have so much to catch up on. I'll order Postmates. I'll order Sugarfish Postmates, which you can do. Great plan. So I thought we would meet in my kitchen 
and and my son would be there. I mean, she didn't know that. Right. But also, my thought process was completely innocent. It was like, you're my old friend. We will catch up. Oh, gotcha. We'll sit at my kitchen table. Not, I'll get laid. That was not my thing. Well, she says to me, can we meet at a like a public place? And I thought... What world am I, I? I know nothing. I'm new to this. I never did this before. I was married for 25 years. So I'll be at a Japanese restaurant tonight. Not Sugarfish. So a good her? one, though. With her. Like in between where we live. We're meeting. But my intent was completely innocent. But what it makes me do is feel bad. Yeah. Oh, like as if I had a plan, you know. Oh. I'm not big on plans. And by the way. Plenty of times you have sushi at your table and you do get laid. But but that's not, that would be, I wouldn't even try. It would not be, I want to catch up with this person. Right. But I sat there feeling bad. I know. And, and that's the thing is like maybe she's had a lot of experiences or, you know, whatever. Something. Had, something exactly. But, but By the way, um, I'm finding different ages are really unique to one another uh, in terms of yeah. dating. I've dated as young as late 20s. Yeah. And I'm 57, so that's, you know, I'm, I'm old. How is that? Well, they um, want to be your girlfriend very quickly. I tell them that cannot happen because my boys are 19 and 23, and I also love my ex, and that would be truly disrespectful. But also, they want to have sex, <laughs> and they want to learn everything, and they also are happy to leave within 10 minutes of having sex to not bother you. <laughs> and then they want to come back a few days later. But once they get a boyfriend, they ghost you. Oh. And the truth is, if a one in a million shot that I met somebody 28 years old who's completely remarkable and an old soul and for whatever reason, different. Because by the way, you meet some women in their 40s sometimes and they're like young girls. It's like, what's going on with you, you know? One's in their 30s, by the way. Nothing really happens because after a couple of dates, they look at you and go, are you going to father my child? Are you going to marry me? And then one's in, the 40, in their 40s or 50s, which I, that's my sweet spot. I'm pro 40s and 50s. They, uh, some- Well, might, we're pretty oh, easy lays. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, but the point being is though, a man has caused damage to them that you're paying the price for. What? Yep. Don't you think? I, I mean, I agree with you. Trust but don't you, but don't is you think the number one ways? problem. Sure. I'm talking about me and my experience. And unfortunately, I'm dealing with women who all have trust issues. <laughs> women who would be good mates, who would be delightful mates, <gasps> who are wonderful. And by the way, who do you think is the best at sex? Women in their 40s and 50s are way better. And they're the most interesting. They're the best. But a guy like me comes along and they go, what's your game? Who the fuck are you? Trust me. I just feel like if you're in like your 50s and 60s and you're dating a woman or man in their 20s, you have to go to so many parties. You just have to be going to parties all the time. When I said one in a million, it would be the one in a million late 20 year old who's not interested in going <laughs> to parties. I don't want to be in a red carpet with a gorgeous 28 year old for the purpose of people going, oh, look at him. Do you know what I mean? To me, it's more, what the fuck is he doing? Jeff? Yes. <laughs> Will you tell us your two favorite jokes? Well, the first joke is uh, one that very few people find funny, but people who find it funny really find it funny. 
And do you only like those people that find it funny? No, I like everyone. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't know. It's funny for the simplest it's reason. It's funny for you to get a kick out of people. Being confused by it? Yeah, thinking oh, that it's Oh, you not- know it. Yes. You know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. brings me so much joy. That's part of the reason I tell it. All right, I'll tell the quick version. Okay. Okay. So uh, two guys work on a ranch. Yeah. Big guy, little guy of mice and men type characters. Yeah. The ranch is owned by an old man who they never see. And his daughter comes out every day and goes and rides her horse, comes back in the house. Sure. Big guy says to the little guy, I want to talk to her. How can I talk to her? He says, all right, paint uh, one of the horse's legs green. Next time she comes riding her horse, you can talk to her. All right, I do that. He paints one of the horse's legs green the night before. Next morning, she comes out looking beautiful in her riding outfit. I mean, really gorgeous. She gets on the horse, rides, comes back, goes back in the the ranch, doesn't say a word about the green leg. You lied to me. She not say anything. He says, I'll tell you what you do. Paint all four of the horse's legs green. Sometimes it comes to this. Paint all four of the horse's legs green. All right, I do that. You better be right. So that night, he paints all four of the horse's legs green. He's uh, focusing very strongly and making sure it's a good coat. And she comes out the next morning looking even more beautiful in her riding outfit. She looks at the horse. She gets on. She rides off. She comes back. She goes in. Doesn't say a word. You lied to me. I'm going to hurt you. You make me look foolish. He goes, I'll tell you what you do. I've never seen it come to this. But paint all, paint the whole horse green. Paint the whole horse green? Yeah, paint the whole horse green. All right, I do that. You better be right or I hurt you. That night, he paints three coats of green paint on the poor horse. She comes out the next morning. The paint is just dried. She walks towards the horse. She looks at it. She says, hey, somebody painted my horse green. Hey, you want fuck? There you go. So your listeners, you might have laughed at that, and I say good for you. And if you didn't, I mean, I could explain the joke. But you already yes, please, know. No, but please, but please they already know it. the punchline. They're looking for uh-huh, more. It's all based on the fact he uh-huh. went through all that just to say, do you want to fuck? In other Do words, you know- he could have just walked up to her day one, no horse, no green paint, and said, you won't fuck? Because I would have, it would have been received the same way either. She's not going to be a positive. Yeah, I'll jump on you with the horses being green or not. <laughs> By the way, it can take time. If you are looking for something and then you sort of go, well, I'm not looking. Oh, by not looking, I found it. Because there is no secret There's way no, to that yeah. joke. <laughs> I love comedy that's either like really real, you know, or just completely absurd and everyone has a great time. Mm-hmm. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Are you really? Yeah. So you have like an 800 number that people just call you and they... Essentially. So people will submit uh, relationship questions. Okay. So they've submitted them ahead of time. Yes. And we're going to talk to them. I love it. All right. Calling Melanie. Hello. Hi. Is this Melanie? It is. Hi, Melanie. It's Anna. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much (laughs) for doing this. I'm here with Jeff Garland. Hi, Melanie. Hi, How Jeff. are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. Do you know who I am? I do. Yeah. Okay, good. I always like always checking. <laughs> I never assume. Ever. Will you tell us what's going on? Okay. So as of last December, I'm single for the first time in about seven years. I finally got the courage to start dating in April. After a series of unfortunate <laughs> first dates, I finally met this really great guy, Trevor. We hit it off immediately. We went on some really great dates. A few things were like a little off about him, though. He said he lived with his parents, which isn't a huge deal because I currently live with mine. But he said he didn't have a driver's license or a car because he got in an accident when he didn't have any car insurance. Um, And then he randomly dropped it on me that he has three kids under the age of three. He said three, two, and quote unquote brand new. (laughs) Since he didn't drive, I was always the one to see him. And I would only ever pick him up and drop him off at his office. I caught him lying about a few harmless other things, like who's babysitting the kids when we would go out. And then in August, I went on a trip with my friends to New York City, and he went on a family trip to a music festival, and he ghosted me the entire time. He completely dropped off the face of the planet. And then when he got back, he was like, oh, I turned my phone off to spend time with my family, and I didn't have any service. So I kind of freaked out and did things. And then a few weeks ago, We got back in touch. He said he really missed me and he thought about me a lot and he would be extremely lucky if things between us worked out. Those are his words. I kind of missed his company and I mean, we hit it off the first time around. So I decided to give things another shot. But I did say on the one condition that he was always honest with me and like communicative. And since I'm now living with my parents too, we had to get a little creative with seeing each other um, and had a hot date in his minivan, if you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I finally got the nerve to ask him what his last name was, and he told me. So like any other you know, person in 2019, I tried to find him on social media. I didn't find him, but I did find his ex, his quote-unquote ex. Turns out that his brand new kid, the youngest one, is two months old. So he was screwing around with me the first time around when she was pregnant. Also, based on her Instagram, it doesn't look like they are separated currently. She, a few months ago, posted a picture of her proud new mom whip that her loving and hardworking husband bought her, the same minivan that I was naked in. (laughs) So I confronted him about it, and he shut down. He basically just said that I deserve better, and he asked me if I wouldn't confront her about anything because he doesn't want it to affect his relationship with his kids. So my question is, what do I do? Do I tell her? I feel like as another woman, I feel like she should know about this, but I also don't know if it should come from me, and I'm really torn. Oh, boy. Okay, well, <laughs> well, first of all, I don't think that you should. 
tell her yeah. anything because I think that this guy has enough skeletons in the closet. Like, I, I just don't know if you should get involved on that end of things. Yeah. But here's what I wanted to ask you because clearly this dude is, he's probably like a fucking hot lover and handsome or whatever. Yeah. And you haven't been single for seven years. Yeah. And, and this was one of the first people that sort of came into your life. Mm -hmm. I guess it depends on what your goals are. Right. And I don't know if you should involve yourself in his life in any way. It feels a little volatile. Yeah. But having said that, the fact that you have been in a monogamous relationship for so long and that you're reentering this world, how do you navigate those waters? And how do you know who to trust or what to do? Exactly. I don't know, Jeff, what do you think? I have a few thoughts. First off, any man that has a minivan is married. That's number one. <laughs> Single men generally don't drive minivans. Uh, that's that's, that's that was definitely something that I didn't pick up the on. The other there. thing is I wouldn't get involved anymore, and I would ghost him. I would just move on because I think that for your safety and for your parents' safety, because we don't know this Gentlemen, he's been pretending mm -hmm. to be something else. I don't know what could possibly happen to you, but I think nothing good can come of this. Wait, and Jeff, that was so cryptic. You were like, I don't know what's going to... No, like, but we, the point like, is... By the way... I don't want her by to the way, get murdered. Picture, no, we don't know. Oh, this God, sounds oh my like, God. No, but wait a minute. This sounds like every murder podcast you ever hear. <laughs> that's what this sounds like. So I'm My sorry, mom but, said the same thing. Yeah, I think you move on. You sound so... It's a word I use, delightful and lovely. And I, I know that on two levels one you're gonna have hot sex again and you will meet someone <laughs> done you will i promise you yes you have my word Thank you. my word yes but as you know jeff it's hard in the moment in the moment to what so to, to, to look out for your to, safety because well, right now this is a safety issue it's nothing more and it's an ego issue of like mm -hmm. oh you fucked with me so now i'm going to tell your wife what you did no get out mm -hmm. don't be involved with any of it at all just cut it off it's over mm -hmm. it's going to be painful it's going to be tough but so much easier than if you got involved by talking to the wife and by talking to him anymore mm -hmm. cut it off completely i've never felt more confident in giving advice in my life <laughs> than this besides that i want to say something to you okay and i know what you might do and what you might do is be unkind to yourself is belittle yourself is say mean things to yourself about the mistake that you made mm -hmm. and you did in the moment what you knew best you were taking him at his word you were trusting do not beat yourself up give yourself kindness for learning and going through an experience that you can talk about someday at a dinner party. You know what I mean? You, you, where you have great distance from it and you're with someone else, you know? Because I think the only other problem would be you being mean to yourself right. and beating yourself up because of this. Give yourself a pass. You're a good person. You're doing the best you can with the information you've been given. And so move along, protect your family and yourself from any bullshit because it's an ego move to go to his wife, you know? Right. You're not her protector. She signed up for what she signed up for, you know? Now, if she's your best friend or your coworker, and it's more, you know, tied in, that's another thing. This, 
She is nothing to you. He is nothing to you. Mm-hmm. Move on. Move on, and it'll take time, and be kind to yourself. And every time you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm or some movie, go, hey, he gave me some yeah. good advice. <laughs> okay, no, here's my one thing. Okay, fine. Okay, then you do your one thing. Don't fuck in a van. <laughs> yes, I nothing know. Good, nothing not, good, not my proudest nothing good moment. can come of that. But by the way, let's say you get married and you have children, and it's your family van, and that Saturday night you go out in the van and your husband's like, let's fuck in the back and pretend that we just met at the soccer field, that I'm one of the other moms or dads or whatever. Sure, that's the only van fucking that's any good. (laughs) But in general, avoid fucking in vans. Stay away from vans. (laughs) You're wonderful. I hope we helped you. Melanie, thank you. I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Please be in touch. And I hope that we helped you to some degree. Well, thank you so much. I think what Jeff said about, you know, me needing to kind of forgive myself and not be mean to myself is probably the biggest aspect of this whole thing. So thank you so much. I meant that too. And Anna, I have listened to every single episode of the podcast ever. I love it. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. By the way, she's as wonderful as you think she might be. Oh, thanks. Oh, I, she I have is. no She's doubt. She's a big bowl of wonderful. <laughs> Holy crap. Melanie, please be in touch. I will. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. You know, this has nothing to do with anything, but during that phone call, I think I'm going to legally change my name to Claudette. That's what I'm going to go with. Claudette? Yep. No sex change. Same guy, but I'm Claudette. That's what I'm thinking about. All right, here's the other joke. You ready? Yeah. This is my favorite joke. Guy goes to the doctor. Yeah. He says, doctor, I'm so overwhelmed when I wake up in the morning. My body aches. I'm filled with anxiety. I'm filled with dread. I don't want to get out of my bed, let alone open the window. And I know I can't go outside. I keep the lights off. I'm overwhelmed. I weep constantly. I don't know what to do. And the doctor says, I'll tell you what to do. You go see Coco the Clown. He's in town now performing. He'll make you laugh. He'll make you forget about all your problems. Force yourself. Go see Coco the Clown. And the man says, but doctor, I am Coco the Clown. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Oh, enjoy everything. Really. Everything. 